The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Create a career and a life you love Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall Hello, everyone. It's Coach Mo Fall. Bring your soul to work is my slogan because it's what I eventually found out how to do. I'm new here. I'm excited. I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm going to tell you about how I found my soul. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you about how I found the way to connect to my higher self and really begin to, to do that at work. You know, so many of us are taught to be a certain way, to work hard and they'll eventually notice. Well, my journey really took an accelerated course when I was diagnosed with breast cancer almost 10 years ago uh, today, this month, actually. Um, I was diagnosed right at the end of September and uh, was flying around the country in the month of October when it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month and I was doing everything I could to deny what was really going on with my body. And over those 10 years, I have come to find a lot of true aspects of life and of who I am and who we all are as souls walking on this planet. And I read every single spiritual and personal development book that came out between the late 70s through now. I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. And I would always get so excited and so enlivened by the book. And I'm like, yes, this is how to live and spiritual and higher self. And I'm going to love people more. And then I'd go to work. Boom. I couldn't be that spiritual, wonderful self at work with budgets and, and meetings with people who were sneering and saying nasty things and, and bosses who seemed to not care less and every now and then uh, lie, cheat, and steal around the edges to make things look better, and all of the things that happen in, in the big world of corporations and organizations. And, you know, it is a real melting pot of all of the ups and downs of life and what we are handed in life. So what happened to me is that as I went through my breast cancer journey, I had no choice but to dig deep and really find out about who I am. I'm excited to be here for another reason. I've been reading the daily word since I was in college. I was a nursing student in college and I had a really, really great friend who introduced me to the daily word. And I thought, oh, isn't this convenient? Uh, A single day word and a devotional 
for every single day and packaged up in a nice little monthly pamphlet. Back then it was one pamphlet per month. Now it's, of course, two months in a pamphlet. And I do get the digital version, but I got to tell you, I like having the handy dandy little pamphlet uh, in my purse, on my desk. I've shared it and gifted it to people uh, throughout the years. But for over 35 years, I've been immersed in the inspiration from the Daily Word as one of my spiritual beacons in life. And it's, it's no mistake at all today. And I'm going to read you the Daily Word from today because I love it. And it is so perfect and so helpful to me. It's centered. The word for the day is centered. And that's something that I focus on a lot. I generate positive energy when I live a centered life. While the life I am creating begins within, my choices affect more than just myself. The way I react to things creates waves of energy that move outward, influencing the people and world around me in small and large ways. I make consciously connected choices knowing that the positive energy I create moves outward into the world at large. The way I choose to show up in the world helps others move closer to a core of calm, centered energy. Before I react to any negativity, I pause. I take a breath and use this moment for reflection, allowing myself to relax into a conscious response. I choose to be centered, living on purpose, contributing to a world of love and peace. This daily word really epitomizes the work I do and what I found to be so true. As a nursing student in college, I was told by one of my nursing professors, after a sterile dressing change that I did as one of my checkoff items, can this student nurse do a sterile dressing change? So we had a patient who needed a deep dressing wound change, and I put all of the supplies out in a sterile field. I did it step by step by step, and then I forgot a step, but I kept the sterile field, and I still was able to keep in integrity exactly what was going on for that dressing change, and I nailed it, and the patient was fine, and she was lovely, and and we got out of the room, and my nursing professor said to me, you kept your sterile field, but you can't do things your way. And I said, why not? I kept the sterile field. The patient's good. She said another thing. Your mouth is going to get you in trouble. Ooh. So my early career, I was so afraid of my mouth getting me in trouble. It colored a lot of how I conducted myself from that point forward. Yes, was I a little flip as a student to my nursing professor saying, I kept the sterile field. I, I did the job. Well, you know, as a 20-year-old young woman learning something new, I was kind of protecting the fact that she was criticizing me, but there was nothing to be criticized for. But she gave me a deep message at an emotional point in my life during a, a trial run of one of the biggest things that a nurse can do in her profession to tr change a dressing that has to be sterile. I was emotionally at a high point. In comes this message, your mouth's going to get you in trouble. So it locked in with that emotional aspect of when it was told to me. So here I am as a young nurse and my first job at the University of Pittsburgh Hospital as a 
cardiac intensive care nurse, always afraid that my mouth is going to get me in trouble. Now, if you know anything about how we tend to live life, we've got these programs that are in our subconscious brain that run all the time. So what's running all the time for me? My mouth's going to get me in trouble. If you've had a situation like this, or if you want to talk about a situation like this that has colored your career, go ahead and give us a call at 816-251-3555, and I'd be happy to take a call or two and talk to some folks about how the programming that they may have gotten early in their career or as a young person, how that colored your career. Now, a lot of the work I do is with women, women who are in jobs, in professions, in their professional life, and they just know that they're not living up to their full potential. So that's the work I do. I help women pull away the layers of conditioning that have slowed them down or stopped them because I know exactly what that was for me in my career. And as I went through my breast cancer, I uncovered lots of layers, lots of them. And on the outside, I had a pretty successful career. When I was diagnosed with my breast cancer, I was a, a national director at a very large national uh, healthcare company. Prior to that, I was a CEO of a physician group in Miami and a vice president at a big health system here in South Florida. I had a good career. I was successful by all counts. But inside, this programming was running. Your mouth's going to get you in trouble. And then, of course, every now and then in my career, I had to speak up and say something. But all the while, it was going through that filter of my subconscious programming that was deep inside, causing everything I said to have a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of, I hope I don't screw up again. So when you're speaking in your profession with that type of conditioning and programming running in the background, it's not healthy because everything that I was saying was going through this filter of don't screw up, don't say the wrong thing, don't let that mouth get you in trouble, over and over and over. And there were several other layers of other things, not being worthy enough, not being respected. Oh, and we'll throw in the, you're a woman in a man's world. All of these filters through my career caused conflict and stress into my body into my body. And that's what these conflicts of our conditioning, when our conditioning and programming is in conflict with our soul, that disconnect causes disease. That disconnect causes us to feel out of whack. It causes us to feel like something's not right. It, it, it is hurtful and it's, it, there's a, an underlying pain that we can't really sometimes put our finger on. And this is one of the reasons why I do what I do now as a career coach, again, mostly helping women unravel these aspects of their lives. If you haven't seen my free training online, please feel free to go to mofall.com slash masterclass. And I'll give you a masterclass of the five shifts that I finally found that led to my career opening up. 
But let's dive in a little deeper here because this mouth's going to get you in trouble is kind of ironic on my first episode here at Unity Radio because my mouth today is helping others. My mouth today speaks from my soul and from my centeredness and from my pure love of helping other human beings navigate this planet. So I've completely shifted from that deep message that I carried for decades from the mouth is going to get you in trouble to my mouth helping be the voice that gives others a sense of, I can do this, a sense of, yeah, I can be more. I know exactly where I can go. So I guide women on how to unravel those pieces. So how I found my soul is a deep dive that we must do to truly uncover this beautiful aspect of who we are. I want to talk about what a soul is before I talk about how you find it. Because it's important to be on the same page with what a soul is. So we say the word soul, and we might mean this thing that religions have called this essence, this part of us that has to be saved. So in many instances, the soul thing is something that we are at a very young age told is wrong and and sinful and needs to be taken care of by God. And if we don't do the right things by God, we're going to be sinners. And I got to tell you, as a young little Catholic girl being raised in a Catholic family, that scared the crap out of me. And I thought, I, I, I don't know if, if I totally get into that. But I got to tell you, as I got older and really came up into my soul, I realized what it truly is. And it's not the labels or the personality. What our soul is, is not that thing that needs to be saved. What that soul is, is the true essence. It's our truth. It's our power. It is still and steady. And that soul's power is pure love, love for ourself and love for others. Let's take a caller. So we've got Heather. Hello, Heather. Heather, this is Coach Mo. How are you? And maybe we don't. Hey there. Hi, Hi Heather. Hi Mo. How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. What's going on? So. You talking about, um, you know, messages we get as children, um, that resonates with me a lot because when I would tell my mom, you know, from early on when I'd tell her I was upset or I was sad or whatever it was that I was feeling, she would always say, you don't feel that way because she, mm. she didn't want me to hurt. And right. so that was her answer. And yeah. Then I also got a lot of, you're too sensitive mm-hmm. for years and years. Yeah. And then yeah. So I learned to kind of shut down my feelings because I thought I didn't have a right to feel them. Mm-hmm. And then dealt with a lot of depression later on because of it. Yeah. 
And, you know, you said something uh, at the at the at the very beginning of this story, Heather, and thanks for sharing. I totally appreciate and thanks for calling in your messages were coming from uh, a parent who was coming from their messages that was coming from the messages that they received, et cetera. And right. this is this is something that is unfortunately all too common. But there's a lot of fear that we use when we raise kids. And I know exactly what it feels like to be told that we don't feel a certain way. And then you get confused because you're like, I, I am scared. I, I, you're telling me I'm not scared. So that confusion, uh, again, leading to not really knowing that your feelings are legitimate. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not feeling heard. Right. Not feeling heard. And so as you kind of get got along in your, in your career and your life, how did you navigate some of that? Um, I was more comfortable being a background person mm-hmm. um, and just doing everything I could to do to prove myself and then and then some um, and not um, just just accepting less than i than I wanted or deserved. And you and you you worked hard and did stuff on the external world, like you efforted through and you performed, but inside you didn't really know what was what was truly going on. Yeah. Yeah. That leads to more confusion. Right. And so as that goes on, what what really happens is that your your soul's energy, that energy that makes you a unique person, Heather, that 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 brightness inside of you sounds like it got shut down. And it kept getting shut down because you kept being in the cycle of not really being legitimized over your feelings, working hard. Maybe you weren't even being noticed when you were working hard because now the best parts of you, the soul, is shut down. And so right. as as we continue to navigate in our career, if we don't bring that best parts of ourselves up, it leads to depression and burnout and diseases. Um I can tell you my my breast cancer journey was really about being angry at myself for not being better or not being a man in a, in a, in a in the world. I mean, that's kind of like I wanted to be more successful, so why wasn't I a man? There was a lot of internal mm-hmm. anger. Did you have anger issues uh, as well? Yeah, I didn't realize it at the time right away, but they were, it was more, you know, anger at myself and, and just, mm-hmm. I'd turn it inward because I didn't think I had a right to be angry at other people. Um, so I just turned it inward and, um, you know, it really wrecked a lot of things for me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that career wise and maybe in life, there were some difficulties in, kind of navigating that since you didn't have a, a, a sense of, of who you were deeply inside and you didn't feel that you were allowed to have that deep sense of self inside. Right. So at some point you say, uh, this has got to change. This has got to stop. Life isn't good enough the, the way I'm living it. Mm-hmm. And so coming into your own, what have you found out in, in bringing some of the best aspects of you forward? What have you found out about yourself? Um, that I like that I'm sensitive. I don't think I'm too sensitive. I think, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. say that I'm too sensitive. 
I, I find them to be a little insensitive. So, <laughs> right. you know, I'm compassionate and I'm empathetic and those are good qualities. Yes. Um, you know, I'm working on um, being more in charge of my emotions and not letting them mm-hmm. run run off with me. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm seeing the difference between, you know, having the power to do that and yes. um and love still loving myself and giving myself the the right to to grieve when i want when i feel grief and to be angry and and let let that out in healthier ways and um yeah. and not turn it inward at myself right and and so just the fact that you're recognizing how you feel and that you're allowing yourself to have feelings and you are celebrating the fact that the things that you were criticized for as a young person and perhaps were confused about most of your adult life, now these things are things that you are celebrating and knowing that it's some of the unique parts of yourself. Right. That's right. a huge, huge shift. And do you feel better inside? Yeah, it- it's much more comfortable to embrace who I am than to um, deny it and and hate it or feel like mm-hmm. I have to fix it before I can like myself. Yes, yes. And so uh, the power of your soul is certainly coming out right now. So I want to celebrate that for you as well, that um, you have found your soul, you know where you're, where you're headed, and you're able to speak your truth, which is really what the soul's all about. The soul's energy is all about our truth. And you're telling me that your truth is, I am sensitive. I can read other people, and I actually like that. I don't need it to be overwhelming. And you know what? Every feeling I have is legitimate, and I'm a worthy individual by having that. And then navigating with that kind of power, do you feel like there's an extra engine inside of you now that's helping power you in life and in your career? Yeah, I think those qualities that I was trying to shut down are actually some of my best qualities and they help me Mm -hmm. in my work. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So great. I'm really glad that you called. This is a perfect example of bringing your soul forward and, and bringing yourself uh, into your 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 true power. This is the soul is is our power house. It is it's our power plant. And when it has been shut down by being criticized, diminished, demeaned, uh, defiled, whatever, you're not that way. You're not feeling that way. That power plant gets shut down. We're living life like externally on the outside. We're efforting through things, and things get so hard. Did you find that before yeah. you had your soul's energy, Heather? That things were just hard. Yeah, just pushing through all the time. Yeah, and that's a depleting way to go. So if you're if you're beginning to have your power plant shut down and you're starting to have some depression and that sort of thing, and then you have to effort through everything, it just keeps making things worse and worse and worse. I'm delighted that you found your soul. I'm delighted that you've called, and I am absolutely feeling the power of your soul and how you have come alive. So keep it rolling. Keep that power plant alive. Keep all the lights on and keep shining because the best parts of you are going to continue to fuel you forward and really help you live life in the easy lane. And I know that's sometimes a conflict also of how most of us were raised. I have a woman I've been working with for a couple of years and she said, Mo, I need some help. Uh, things are too easy for me and and I'm not struggling anymore. And, and I, I don't know if this is the right way to to live. Like, is there something wrong with me? Should I be working harder? Should I be doing something more? And I said to her, no, 
This is how we are meant to live as beautiful soul creatures on this planet. Unfortunately, so many messages have been given to us that we have to struggle and effort through everything. So I hope, Heather, as you continue to shine your soul brightly, that you continue to see the ease and flow of your beautiful skills and talents and your purpose on life, and you continue to unfold your talents in ways that are meant to be in flow. So again, thanks again for calling today, and we will talk to you later. Folks, that's a perfect example of everything that we know to be true about who we are and how we are. When we are shut down by messages that are not consistent, look, when that professor, nursing professor told me that my mouth was going to get me in trouble, she was trying to protect me from getting in trouble. But what it really said to me is, you got to fear your mouth. You got to fear talking. It's not what she intended. Well, maybe she did because maybe I was being a little bit snappy to her and she was the authority figure. But all in all, she was trying to protect me from getting in trouble later in my career. But it hurt. It bruised me. It affected me for a long time. A long time. I wasn't seen as the beautiful creative creature that I was doing that dressing change and helping that patient and doing everything perfectly well. I was seen as someone who was flawed and imperfect and who spoke up and it was wrong. Heather was told that she shouldn't feel the way she feels. She was diminished. And then as she grew up, she became confused with every single feeling that she had. Again, Heather, thanks so much for calling in and sharing your story. It's a beautiful thing when we find the power of our soul. And when I was going through my breast cancer journey, which is where I truly found all of these great, beautiful nuggets, I came in touch with some of the techniques and exercises that I now use with all of my clients. And it's a wonderful way, a wonderful way to really find our soul. We've got to peel away the labels. We've got to peel away the personality and we've got to really find who we are. I'm not just a woman, Irish heritage, Catholic upbringing, nurse, runner, breast cancer survivor, healthcare executive, career coach. That's not who I am at my soul. That's the external parts of me. And as Heather was sharing with her story, when her soul was shut down, the external parts of her were hard, efforting, because they didn't have the natural power of the soul that brings us to such beautiful beautiful blossoming. So as I was in my breast cancer journey, I was in that place that we call the dark night of the soul. I had been a runner, again, fairly successful career, pretty healthy. Here I am with breast cancer. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life 
and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Rev. Wendy Craig Purcell from Unity San Diego discussing change and transition. And as we begin to really identify the endings in our lives, to deal with them completely and wholly, to heal from them as we must, as we are willing to be in a time of not knowing, a time of uncertainty, but a time of trusting that there is a blueprint, there is a plan, there is a destiny. As we move successfully through these experiences, we will find that we are evolving and emerging into something new and different. And everyone and everything that has been happening in your life, both the things that are easy and good and pleasant, and those things that are challenging and painful and difficult, are drivers for your own evolution. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing, another is about finding peace in troubled times, and the family cards are two decks. One for parents and one that can be colored on for children. So families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. Grief can bring you down, but it doesn't have to take over your life. From Grieving to Believing is a transformational weekend taking place November 16th to the 18th at Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health. Join grief expert David Kessler, spiritual medium Maureen Hancock, and Paul Denniston, the creator of Grief Yoga in the beautiful Berkshires of Western Massachusetts. This unique event will take you into deep soul healing, addressing body, mind, and spirit. Reserve your space today at kripalu.org. Search Grieving to Believing. Tune into Everyday Attraction with Ray Zander every Friday at 12 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio. Take a deep dive into the teachings of Abraham and discover how to make the law of attraction work for you in your life. Each week, Ray goes into the heart of understanding the power of our emotions and how to become conscious co-creators. Learn how to release resistant thoughts and live life to the fullest. Find out more at everydayattraction.com. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello, everyone, and thanks for coming back, or if you're just tuning in, welcome. Bring Your Soul to Work is my tagline because it took me years in my work and career to figure out how to pull the best parts of myself into myself and power myself up so I'm living from that true place. Folks, please feel free to call in. I'd love to talk to you. It's 816-251-3555. Five, five. And just a few little notes about the breast cancer journey, that dark night of the soul that br- brought me to my soul. And I was able to reflect on who I really am. And, and this is our being. 
The soul is our being. Let's take a call from Kelly. Hello, Kelly. How are you? Good morning, Mo. Good morning, Mo. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. It's so great to hear from you. What's going on with you today? Well, your uh, cancer journey really resonated with me. Um, again, starting my career, I was, uh, you know, I was these uh, beliefs driven into me from my father about, you know, work hard. That's the only way to success. Uh, show your loyalty, you know, go the extra mile. And uh, that drove me to MS, an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. So that that kicked me back, and I reevaluated, and but I found myself getting caught up again in those beliefs, yeah. and then I got cervical cancer. Yeah. So 14 years later, so here I am, you know, away from uh, corporate America, and I have this fear of what's going to be next. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can assure you something, Kelly, that when you tune up the power of your soul and your beingness of who you are, when you tune that up and tune that up and tune that up and tune that up, and you know, uh, a daily aspect of tuning that up is really quite essential. I talked earlier about reading the daily word uh, every day from a young age and reading books on spirituality. It wasn't really until I had a daily practice that filled my soul, filled myself up, filled my own power plan up, that I kind of became impermeable. And what happens when you turn your soul up is that the external world that maybe got you before, that external world and the programming of work hard, work hard, work hard that exhausted the hell out of you, that caused your immune system to wreak havoc and, and, and give you that warning sign, which later, as I'm hearing you say, later work, 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 and now a second disease uh, visits the body. Warning signs, lay, uh, 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 laying our body into um, the biggest message we can get as human beings living on this planet is our body going awry. And that is like the power plant, like having the red lights flashing that the inner rods are melting in the nuclear fusion room and and things are really going bad. And we have to take a break. In your cancer journey, did you dive into who you are? Did you you find some elements of who you really are on your being level to help fuel your your return? Uh, Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. You know, when you're faced with death, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not downsizing or downplaying MS because that is debilitating beyond yes. words. But when you're when you're faced with actual death, it yeah. really snaps you into you know you need to get your shit together. Right. <laughs> and uh, so that's Absolutely. you know that's where I'm at. I've just become this this journey of but that underlying fear is you know is still there that battle of well, you know, you still have to work hard and, and right. you know, this so, is going to be your yeah, outcome. So, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that was it. So, so when we have this programming of you're going to work hard, you're going to have to work hard to achieve, or you're going to have to work hard even just to get a paycheck or to get back into your profession, that programming is deeply embedded. It's like, it's like, uh, the computer program that's running us and we have to melt that away in whatever ways that we can. We have to 
create new subconscious programming. And when I work with uh, folks, I'm talking about programming yourself in your awesomeness. And, and when you program yourself in your awesomeness and you begin to feel great, even if it's a little bit more great today than yesterday, even if it's a little bit more great the next day and the next day, feeling a little bit more great, you can memorize that and you can take that in and say, yeah, I feel great. I am great. And you can remind yourself of the beautiful things that you've accomplished because no doubt in your profession, you had beautiful accomplishments, but you can also remind yourself about all of the beautiful blessings that you've had in your life. And as you shine the light on those beautiful blessings and be in a state of gratitude, and at the same time, remind yourself how awesome you are. When you do that in any type of emotional state, you begin programming yourself for your soul's brilliance to be the programming and not be the messages or the lessons or the fear that was embedded in you from an early age. So we then begin to live from the soul's beautiful programming. And we begin to have our own center core, which actually emanates out into the into the quantum field, into the connected universe. We then be, are be, becoming connected to that at a higher vibrational level. And when we do that, something negative doesn't matter as much. Negative self-talk begins to diminish. And then we can keep our inner dialogue up to the point of feeling good on the regular. Feeling good on the regular is where to go. And when we feel good on the regular, we don't have to fear things like working hard because we know we're in flow. And all of a sudden, the magic that happens is that the next job is easier and matches us more beautifully and more perfectly because we're at a higher vibration of our soul's awesomeness. Does that make sense to you? It, it really does, Mo. Um, my challenge is, uh, you know, I'm feeling good, I'm doing affirmations, and then I step out into this world of negativity and darkness and, ugh, and you know, where where do I reach out? Where do I get the support? Where's Where's the light, you know, out in yeah. you know, well, horrible? The light, the light is inside, and here's the, here's the trick to what you're just talking about. We have to turn away from the negative inputs. We have to turn our cheek, as it says in the Bible, turn our cheek. So when we turn away from the negative... We are allowing ourselves a better, consistent practice of being in our awesome self. I got to tell you something kind of funny, and I might have some family members listening, and I'm not sure, but my mother keeps telling me I don't live in the real world. <laughs> I find that to be funny because her real world is what she's known, which is the news cycle and, and the newspaper and negative stuff and God bless her. My real world is the beauty of the souls who I communicate with every day. It's the beauty of my soul. It's the beauty of my life. It's the prosperity and the blessings I continue to focus on. And when we focus on the stuff that's not in alignment with that, we don't feel good. You know, there's research studies out there that show that when we watch news for 20 minutes, our immune system takes a hit. 
So if we do that every day, boom, 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 boom. Our immune system's getting hit every single day, boom, boom. And there's some people who watch news at five o'clock, at six o'clock, at, at 11 o'clock, they're like, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. So my thing to you is this, Kelly, keep focusing on your beingness. Keep focusing on how awesome you are. Keep focusing on the awesomeness that you want and, and, and clear away as much of that negativity. Weed the garden all the time. Clear away the negativity. If there's something that you have to really clear out of your conditioning, journal about it, reflect on it, forgive yourself, forgive others, be in a state of being intentionally willing to let go of the things that no longer serve you and put full focus on what does serve you and what does feel good and where you want to go because that's the answer of bringing your soul to work. All of the best aspects of who you are will be magnetized into your next job, into your next role. So folks, for getting on track with that, please visit my free training online, which is mofall.com slash masterclass. And if you're ready to rock and roll, like so many women I work with, please go right ahead and book a free clarity call with me and my team. It's mofall.com slash give me clarity. If you'd like to talk to me right now, I can't solve every single problem in your life and career in a minute or two. I'm going to try to do it though. 816-251-3555. Let's talk about the essence of our soul. Let's talk about the power of our stillness. Let's talk about the, the steady beingness of who we are. And as I was talking to Kelly, reminding her to focus on gratitude and the blessings she's had and on how awesome she is. So taking note of the things that we have done in the world at the same time focusing on our true essence of the power of our beingness. Those are the two combinations, our beingness and our doing. And if there's programming that we have received throughout our lifetime that is against that, we've got to clear it up. We've got to clear it up. Let's take another caller. We've got Debbie. Oh, she just popped right off. Let's see if Debbie comes back again. Thanks, Kelly, for calling in. I totally appreciate you. When I was going through my breast cancer journey, like Kelly with her cancer journey, I found myself as a 10-year-old girl teaching neighborhood kids how to ride bikes without their training wheels. I was a good bike rider. I had a shiny blue and white bike. It was a lot of fun, up and down hills screeching it into driveways, skid marks, you know, that kind of thing. I was a tomboy growing up. And I loved riding fast. I loved climbing trees. And I saw kids get brand new shiny bikes and they were struggling. They weren't pedaling fast enough to keep the bike going. They weren't enjoying themselves. And as I'm talking about it right now, I'm visualizing being in that street and watching this particular young girl in a bike with these pink streamers coming off the handlebars and the basket in the front. And she's like, uh, uh, uh. so I rode up to her. I said, Hey, I can teach you how to ride that bike. You can. Yes. I can teach you how to ride that bike. All right. And I would instantaneously figure out if I could get away with taking off the training wheels or if this little girl needed to have the training wheels on, or if I could lift them up a little bit. 
and take them off the ground, but they were still on the bike so that they felt like they were okay. So I just, I just had this, this sixth sense, this intuition about how much I could kind of push someone in order to help them ride their bike. And those of you who've worked with me, uh, you know, I, I kind of do that. I, I do a little push and I do a little love and a little push and a little love. Um, so I was doing this as a young girl teaching kids how to ride their bikes. And I taught kids how to ride bikes that their parents couldn't do. And one day, one of the fathers came over to our house. And I remember he, he rang the doorbell, came in. My, my mom answered the door. And I hear this. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I must be in trouble. I must be in trouble. He walked over to me and I'm like, oh, no. He gave me a dime. He placed it in the middle of my hand. And I can still feel the feeling of that. He gave me a dime and he said, thank you very much for teaching my daughter how to ride her bike. I haven't been able to do that. And I really appreciate that she can now ride her bike. Thank you. And I got to tell you what, that was one of the most happy feelings I've had in a long time. And it wasn't until I went through my breast cancer journey and reflected on my life and who I was and dug deep until I remembered that because it had been all clouded up and covered up with all the other programming and conditioning of not being enough and having to work hard and having to push and push and push and push. When I remembered that as I'm recovering from my double mastectomy 10 years ago, I said, that feels good. That feels like me. This is who I am. I'm someone who helps people do better than they can do on their own. I'm someone who sees potential in people. I'm someone who can help lift others. And I went back to work as the executive who coached her team, who pushed, but coached, who saw the possibilities in people. And you know what? Maybe not everyone at work was appreciative of that, but there are plenty of people who were, who are now in promotions, in jobs, higher level, greater contribution. They feel awesome about themselves. They're making more money. They've got new houses, new cars, better futures. And when I realized that in the last six years or so of my career, my career soared. My career soared and I soared. I felt better. And I had to keep unraveling the layers. I had a coach. I had this coach, that coach. I had to keep unraveling the layers. And my last job was the highest contribution, the biggest impact, the best thing I ever did. And I made the most money there. And I had the most fun because I was unbridled of me. I didn't let my mouth get me in trouble. I let my mouth be the full expression of me and how smart I am and how quick I was to arrive at conclusions and help things. And I helped clients solve problems that they were pissed off about. And I helped my vice presidents go to meetings where they were afraid to, to face that client and talk about money and deal with things. And we went into it. And if I hadn't harnessed the power of my soul, I wouldn't have been able to do that. And when I harnessed the power of my soul and did that, I finally said to myself, this is what I must do for the rest of my life. I must only work to help people achieve more and be more and feel awesome inside themselves. And this is what I do now full time. It's four years uh, that I've been doing this career coaching thingamajiggy. And there's hundreds of women around the planet whose lives are better. And I'm so grateful and blessed to have that. So let's go grab Debbie. Hello, Debbie. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. Do I know you? You do. I am Debbie. 
I see that, Debbie. <laughs> well, if you talk a little bit, maybe I'll know who you are. So what's going on? How can I help you? I was just calling to um, just ask a question about... Oh, I when... know who you are. Took me... Name that voice in three notes. How are you? <laughs> I am doing great. Um, so sometimes in our program and going through life, we fall mm-hmm. off the wagon. Indeed. And it's so difficult sometimes to get back on. It can and be. So I wanted mm-hmm. to find out from you, what's the best way to get back on when we fall off with challenges of life? Number one, don't judge yourself for it. Okay. Number one, take that off the table because judging yourself for it is sealing it in. And then you get locked into this I really can't do it. I'm not good enough. What was my problem? I must be stupid. I must be lazy. Like, don't do that. So first step, stop judging yourself. Okay. Take it easy. Realize it's just part of what happens. You know, um, the perfection of life is found by being imperfect. What? Is that like double inside out language, Mo? So the perfection of life is this, Debbie. When you fall off, quote unquote, you realize even more so how important it is to stay in your alignment. It's a nice reminder, isn't it? It is. Sometimes it hurts. It does hurt. And that is exactly what you need to pull yourself forward to the next level, to the next echelon, if you will, of your brilliance. Without that little hurt, you don't got someone kicking you into the next realm. So take that as a lesson to say, oh, so right, so true. I want to stay in alignment because that's where things feel great. That's where I'm at my greatest. That's where I'm able to be the fullest version of me. And that's who God wants me to be. That's how I play best in the universe. That is exactly how I serve humankind. And it's how I get mine. Let's not forget. In living in this human existence, we got to go get ours. I want you to have the best job, the best money, the best relationship, the most fun house, vacations, cars, all of that prosperity. It is our birthright to be happy and enjoying life. We weren't put on a physical planet so that we could punish ourselves with poverty. Or that we could say, I'm not worth having a cool car. That's not what the intention was. I'm happy to debate anyone on that. The intention is you're a beautiful soul wrapped into a physical body, and it's yours to make the most of and the best of. And that means happiness and joy and freedom. And happiness, joy, and freedom come when our contribution to the world matches who we are and our compensation coming back to us is awesome and makes us feel good and allows us to enjoy life. So when you get when you get off track, just go, all right, I know what I got to do. And Debbie, I know you know how to get back on track. Is that is that true? Yes. Absolutely. Because Debbie is a kick-ass lady. I'm so glad yes. you called in. Thank you, Mo, for answering my question. You got it. And just shut that self-judgment criticism down. Shut it down. Thanks again for calling, Debbie. Let's say hello to Amy. How are you, Amy? Hey, Mo. I'm well. How are you? Good. 
Good. What's going on? Um, well, so I'm calling from Denver. You know me. Um, yes. And yes, 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 yes. How are you? Yeah, I, I, I'm more awake when it's, you know, not 11 o'clock at night. I sound a little more in, t- in tune. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in a couple hours, I'm going to be walking into a, a challenge I set up for myself. We're doing a, a, I've been in this position 90 days as a new manager over this team and I'm we're doing I'm taking advantage of something that our HR learning and development does which is called a new leader transition workshop. So okay. my team will have 3 hours to um answer my questions and it's all about how I how I can gel with them as a team, how we can communicate better, what do they need from me, what do I need from them, but really it's all about them really more focused on me um, mm. and asking me questions and things like that. Um, so I'm excited about it because this was my choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do this. Um, okay. And oh, I figure, rock on, you know, sister. The, yeah, the <laughs> input will be, you know, great, and the input will help guide me in, in next steps in my career, and it's a learning experience and all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I've been trying to figure out, like, exactly how to phrase the question, or, or I guess what I'm trying to – I want to make sure that – they see who I am in terms of um, truly caring about them and wanting to see them grow and and right. you know, provide the best patient care and be the best providers and be you know and be happy in their yeah. work and all of that and balance that though with you know yes but there's that you know there's expectations though too like so I don't want the expectation piece, like, you know, one of, one of the questions, so, and I've got all this huge list of questions that I've prepared and they, they choose from, they could pick something that's not on the list, but one is, you know, what would you like your team to stop doing? Right. And I want them to, I want to move away from the negativity. Right. And I want to do it, but I don't want to. So I've got, I've got limited time. So let me just kind of, can I just dive into the. Yep. Helping you out here. Okay. Thanks. So um, a couple of things. One, get really clear on your intention in the meeting. Uh, before the meeting. And and by doing that, um, as you know, because we know each other, 10 gratitudes and 10 brags on yourself before you go into that meeting about your role as a leader for them. I want you to get okay. really clear on what you're grateful for and how awesome you've been as a leader. Not from an ego perspective, of course. This is the soul's work. Okay? So I want you to enliven okay. your soul. Get out of your head. Enliven your soul. And there's okay. two words that are at the top of the emotional vibrational scale that I want you to focus on the entire meeting. I want you to get out of the content because the content will come easy. You know the content. You know how to answer things. But there's two words I want you to focus on. And I want you to say these words to every person who asks you a question. Clarity okay. and appreciation. Clarity and appreciation. Okay. Those two words will get you out of and through any situation. Clarity and appreciation. So when Tom says, hey, Amy, you know, I don't really understand exactly why we have to, you know, use this red form to blah, 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 blah. Tom, I am so excited to get you clarity on that issue. And you know what? I appreciate that question because I think there's some other folks who might have that problem. So let's let's get at that. Let's get the clarity. And then do your thing content-wise, blah, 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 blah. And then say, hey, Tom, you got the clarity? Cool. I appreciate you. Move on. So 
clarity and appreciation. And in your mind, you may be thinking, I'm saying these words over and over and over again. Aren't they getting sick and tired of this? When you say it from <laughs> a true intention of serving your team, Amy, they're not going to be focused on the word. You're going to subconsciously be bathing them in who you are and how you want to treat them. Okay. So right. only focus awesome. on that. And if you're getting scared and nervous and if things get tense, here's what I want you to say to yourself. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I want you to transmit that to the other person. I love you. I love you. Okay. It's going to bring your soul's energy up. You're going to say, I love you to you. You're going to be saying, I love you to them. I want you to absolutely raise the energy of love in the room. Clarity, appreciation, and then I love you. I love you. And if they're asking you a question that's pissing you off, I want you to say, I love you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. No one has to know. You, me, and... No, 6,000 listeners. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Have a good Thank meeting. You. Have that's a good day. Folks, great. bring your soul Thank to you. work. This is Coach Mo Fall. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.